0: Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 3 of my podcast, Building Strength with Theo Lim. So in this episode, I will be explaining how I got to where I am today. And this was, an actu- this was actually a great question by Amanda. She doesn't know that I'm answering this question on the podcast, but she inspired me to do so. She asks... What did I do, what did you do before you went into training people full-time? So, before I started training people, I worked at the LCBO. And if you're not from Ontario, the LCBO is a government-run liquor, liquor company. So I worked there from when I was 18 to 25. Well 18 to 24 that was my part-time job all throughout school and Even as I started training people part-time, so I held this job for a long time and Let me tell you how I started So I always knew I, w- I would be into helping people or coaching people in some way. And actually, the first person I coached ever, this was when I was like, oh man, I must have been 15 years old, maybe 16 years old. And my older sister was about, she's three years older than me. So she was about 18 or 19. And I don't know how it started, but I had a gym, I had a bench and a rack in my basement. So, I was lifting at home in the basement. Uh, This was when I was 15 or 16. And my sister expressed some interest in training. So, I put together, like, some bodyweight stuff for her. And, obviously, it didn't work out that well. I mean, the training itself was okay. Like, can't go wrong with calf raises, squats, you know, stuff like that. But, I was 16, she was 19, we were teenagers, it didn't work out very well, Um, we just ended up arguing a lot, I think we did maybe two training sessions and that was it. So that was like my first real start at training someone and obviously it didn't go well. But anyway, so I went into first year of university at York University. I went in there for kinesiology, um, so that's like exercise science, and so I'm 18 at this point. I went in first couple weeks and I knew it wasn't going to work out. There was just too much science in it, and I was not ready for that. Um, I remember sitting there the first calculus class, the first biology, first chemistry class, and I was lost on the first day. I didn't know what was going on. So I thought to myself, like, oh boy, this is going to be rough because it's only the first day and I'm already lost. So I switched. um, I dropped out that first year. And I started working at the LCBO. I, I remember my mom sent me a link to the job posting. I applied and apparently I got it, so I started at the LCBO at 18, and here the age for drinking is 19. So I remember um, it was just a weird experience, like learning how to ID people, and I was underage, and um, denying people service, and I was underage. It was just really weird for me, but it was really a good experience, um, just being exposed to all that. I also worked in downtown Toronto, like straight downtown Toronto, so it was pretty rough, especially as an 18-year-old. Um, so, I took the year off school, I worked, I watched some Netflix, I didn't do much, I was 18, I just hung out a little, so that year was kind of a write-off, that was kind of a finding yourself year because I remember that was the year my family had sold my parents had sold the house that we grew up in that I grew up in and we moved um maybe 45 minutes away from where I grew up from so I really didn't know any I didn't know many people in my new neighborhood so it was kind of like a it was a quiet year I just did my own thing and then I went So what I did, what I ended up doing, because I knew, so I'm Asian, and my Asian parents, you know, they need their kid to have a degree. I don't know what it is, but I knew that they wanted me to have a degree, so I compromised. I picked picked the program with the most electives, that ended up being a Bachelor of Arts, In humanities so it was the most general program ever so I was able to take whatever course I wanted because there were so many um, so many electives so here I was able to find what I was really into and that was reading books and writing about those books so I took a lot of writing courses I took a lot of science fiction courses Um, some of them that stood out for me uh, philosophy courses were very integral in my development and as well as there was one course in third year mindfulness and that really like that really opened up the doors to the person I am today and that was a really defining defining period of time I'd say so I took the humanities I was able to get pretty good grades because I was actually into what I was doing so I was reading lots of books and writing about the books it was great it was a great time so I did that for about three years and all this time I'm still working at the LCBO and just learning how to become a grown-up I guess and I was lifting all this time as well I've been lifting since I was 15 or 16 started off with starting strength just squatting benching deadlifting. so all this time I'm lifting and I finally graduate and then I didn't know what the hell to do so I think from about 20 maybe for a year or two I was just working Picked up a couple more hours at the LCBO and just worked. I was living at home, so things were really comfortable and things were really confusing as well because, because things were so comfortable. So what did I do? Inspired by books like On the Road and Call of the Wild, all these adventure books in the um, in the United States. So what did I do? I bought a beat up Honda Civic. I bought some insurance. Packed up my stuff. Said goodbye to my girlfriend, who's still my girlfriend today. Shoutouts to her. <laughs> I. But anyway, um, I packed up my stuff and I said t- I did a road trip for. It was about six to eight weeks in the United States, so I started in Toronto, I went down to New Orleans, I went across to Texas, and then from Texas I spent a lot of time in the Southwest, so Texas, California, Utah, Arizona, and my main purpose was I camped the whole way through. I camped every single night except maybe two or three. So I camped in national parks, state parks, and it was a really great time. Like, my whole purpose was to see all the beautiful national parks that were available. Um, Some memorable ones were definitely Zion National Park. And there were a couple, like, really great hikes. I remember Angel's Landing, where, like, it was just a really great hike. I can't even describe it what else I had a really great time in New Orleans as well New Orleans we went I stayed at a hostel and there were just so many cool people there and we all went to this swamp because in New Orleans I guess there are swamps swamps are big got to see some alligators which was pretty sweet and my whole my whole thing was just to see all the see some cool see some cool shit Eat some good ass food. So lots of barbecue in the south. I loved it and Camp everywhere So after that I went up to The Northwest Southwest to Northwest. This is like Washington Um, Still really really beautiful went up to Vancouver and then I drove right across Canada back home So that was about a six-week trip My initial intention was, because I didn't really know what I was doing with my life, my initial intention was to maybe seek out a new city to live in, um, see which places I liked, and see if there were any jobs available, that kind of stuff. But after I went to a lot of places, in my head, I thought, you know, Toronto's pretty good. So I came back. Um, but I really enjoy I really enjoy the national park life, just the park life. I could definitely become a forest ranger or something, just volunteer or work in a national park. I'm super down with that. That might be in the future. <laughs> as well as I either have that or I will definitely volunteer, like um, work to live in a Buddhist temple or something. Something like that. I'm down. So I came back to Canada. I came back to Toronto. And it had been about... I didn't lift the whole time I went um, road tripping. I didn't lift a single weight. And you can imagine I sat in the car for like six to 10 hours a day just driving. So I was really, I was in rough shape when I came back. So I figured, okay, who are the strongest people I know? It happened to be my friends, um, D.U. and Alex, so I went to start training with them at a gym. It's called Carpio Strength and Conditioning. Uh, Graham Carpio is the owner, and that's where I currently work now. So I started training. I trained for one month with Graham, and then I trained for two months with Alex, who's currently my online coach. So I got some strength back, and at the time, my two friends Alex and Du were leaving that gym to go to another gym there were new opportunities etc so they were leaving and as they're leaving Graham the owner of the gym looks at me and says Theo why don't you start training people here so I look at him at this point I'm still working at the LCBO just lifting you know I'm not working that much at the LCBO maybe 30 hours so there was a lot of free time so he asked me if I want to start training people so you know I said sure why not I wrote down all the people I knew who I could potentially train I hit them all up and so I started I was actually I had a great start because as my two friends were leaving that gym they they handed off to me four clients So I had already four clients to start, and I added in one of my cousins and my father. So I started off with five or six clients, and I don't do personal training. I do a little here and there, but most of my training is small group training. So it's like semi-private training, up to four people. And I can go into what I like about that in another podcast. But I really do enjoy the small group environment. I think it's very conducive to building a community and making gains for everyone. So this was about two years ago now. This is in late 2015 is when I started training people. At this point, I'm still working part time. I'm still at the LCBO. And then I just my goal was just to increase my hours training clients. As I went, so I spun my wheel wheels for about a year, not really knowing what I was doing. like it was the first time I was working for myself. So here I was, training clients, making my way through, navigating my way through that, and just becoming a better trainer. I remember because I had been lifting for a good amount of time prior to starting to train others but I just remember that first day or like the first time I saw someone who I'd never lifted which was my cousin actually and I remember okay let's do let's do bodyweight squats just to see how it looks she performed some it was atrocious and I was like oh god how am I how do I help her because in my mind I knew how to squat but I had not been exposed to people who did not know how to squat yet so that took some time to learn and really get down again all the learning experience something you're not gonna learn by reading about it it's just something you gotta do so I learned that I started building up my clientele slowly but surely and In April of 2017 so about eight months ago now I quit my job at the LCBO because I was no longer I wasn't very happy there it wasn't a great environment it's a government job it pays very well for what you're doing but the ceiling for growth was very low at least for me so quit my job and I went into training full-time I also picked up a part-time gig at Myo Detox Performance. So if you guys are familiar with Myo Detox, the therapy clinics, Myo Detox Performance is their sister company and it's a group training gym. We run classes there, it's super fun. So now I've got that going. I've been doing that for about 8 months. So I'm doing the small group training at Carpio Strength and Conditioning, which is like my own business. I just rent the space from Carpio and I also run classes at Myo Detox Performance. So, this is when things got really interesting because I was I actually started to work a good amount of hours between both gyms. And just week in and week out piling on those hours, I really noticed how this experience has helped me so much, because it's it's all experience, right it's all it's like a video game. I'm just piling on those exp points, those experience points. So say I'm putting in about twenty to twenty five hours of training at Carpio and about eight to ten hours at myo detox, and these are both very different styles of training similar but different with my own business my small group clients I write a program for them all four people so if I train four people four people might all be running different programs but all very personalized so I'm on top of it everyone has to lift well I have to teach people how to lift well if they don't already know how um, becoming self aware of their body, how to move differently, how to move well. So, that in itself is a really, I've built up so much experience doing that, and I'm so grateful to be able to do this because it's so fun for me. Like, I, I always tell people, my life for the last year has just been helping people move better, teaching them how to become stronger and just watching them get jacked like I'm just standing there all day every week every month just watching people make gains I help them get a pump I help them crush their squat PR their deadlift PR like it's super fun I it's crazy it's crazy um, so now the style at Myo detox performance is we run group classes so there's a gra- there's a class schedule they're very conditioning intensive classes and they're very strength training intensive classes and then there's one there are two in between which is like a combo of both or all of them and one thing I really enjoy about Myo Detox is that we actually have a lot of barbells and dumbbells and all the weights you need and I think that's one thing that group classes are always lacking in is that they're locking in strength training equipment. So, It's a really good fit because they have weights. I'm able to do my thing there. So group classes we run anywhere from 5 to 40 people in one class. It's super fun. Everyone's a a badass there. Um, So now I have this new... like I had never run a class before. So the first time I stood in front of 10 people not to even mention the first time I stood in front of 40 people. Oh my god, I had no clue what I was doing. It was, a, it was a really big learning experience for me. Just the one big thing was learning how to project my voice. Because now there was blaring music. And there were 30 people that had to hear my voice. So that took a long time to get used to. Just like shouting and yelling loudly. This is not something I'm used to. I'm the type of guy... I'd rather walk up to you and speak to you in a quiet voice, face-to-face. But I can't do that with 30 people now. I have to really project my voice. So anyway, that was a big learning experience. And also just being able to work with other trainers. Because I knew that was what I was lacking in. So as I did part-time training for a year and a half before I quit the LCBO, And went full-time into training I was working basically for myself and with myself I mean Graham would train clients at the same time I train clients but we never really got a chance to discuss like training styles etc we do a little here and there but now at myo detox performance I'm working with or I have at least access to seven other trainers who are who have unique skills in their own right so it's a really good resource for me I just pepper with them with questions all the time so I've just there's just been so much growth in the last eight months it's very exciting my goal going into every session with my clients or the members at Mayo is just to train them all really well. Train all clients well. That's my primary goal all the time. And as I do that, there are just so many interpersonal skills that I'm learning. Like this client I can talk to in a certain way, while this client I have to approach in a very different way. And also in terms of Explaining things and the significance of why we're doing them it That also differs from person to person. So it's just a lot of communication skills that I'm learning how to build and it's been super exciting So that's been my life for about eight months. I just I train people at Carpio and I also train people at Mayo Detox Performance and all this while I'm sure you guys probably found this podcast through Instagram, I've just been hustling on Instagram and I started up a blog in the last 3-6 to months. So that's getting going, this podcast is up and running now, this is the third episode and I've also started a YouTube channel where I will post lifting videos, form tutorials, warm-up videos stretches all that so I just want to have a massive library for all of my clients and for everyone else another thing I'm currently doing is online coaching so this involves writing up a program for someone ideally someone who's already experienced in the gym so that I know they, that they know how to lift well So I do online coaching, the program is updated on a weekly basis, so that's really enjoyable. That's like, I'm building that up as well. So there's just a lot going on right now and the hardest thing is really to find a solid schedule in terms of when am I going to record this video, when am I going to post this video, when will I write this blog post and when will I post it. So there's just a lot to learn, but so many opportunities that I'm so grateful for. <laughs> the, last, the last five years, the last seven years have just been insane. It's been insane. I was really happy because back, going back to when we first moved. So when we first, where we were living before, my family, when I was 18. From when I was six to when I was 18, we were living in the suburbs. And this was a great um, experience as a child. It was super comfortable, super safe. I had a ton of fun as a kid. And then they dropped it on me that we were moving downtown. And I had gone downtown maybe 10 times at most with my friends. And there's just the population density is so much higher here. But one of the wonderful things is that there's so much more opportunities here, in my opinion at least. I think there are just so many, so many businesses, so many people, and just so many things that are available downtown, so I'm really grateful that my parents decided to move down here because it just opened up so many doors for me, and oh yes, one last thing. So, when I was 22, I moved out of my parents' home, Um, I was... Mostly working at the LCBO at that time, I had no, this was before I went on the road trip and before I started training clients. So I made the decision to move out, mainly because I had a girlfriend and I was tired of sneaking her into my house. You know, you guys, everyone knows all about that. Sneaking in, sneaking out, all hours of the day, all hours of the night. It's no fun. It's very stressful. Um, So I wanted to move out, but that wasn't it. That was one reason, of course. But another reason was that living at home for me was very comfortable. I remember, I mean, because I wasn't paying any rent. So I remember just working and working at the LCBO. And obviously I wasn't that happy there, but I was bringing in an okay amount of money. And things were just too comfortable. I was buying a lot of stupid shit that I didn't need. And every month when my credit card bill came, it would be like upwards of 800 to $1200. And I remember one day thinking to myself, you know what, if I'm buying all this stupid stuff, it looks like I can afford to just pay rent and move the hell out. So that was in the back of my mind. I did the road trip, I came back, I started training clients and then I moved out and so that was about two and a half years ago so all this time my life right now is I live alone I have a girlfriend um, she lives on her own we don't see each other that often I see her maybe once a week twice a week at most we have a really good balance like she's busy doing her own thing I'm busy with my thing So when we see each other, it's just really nice to chill and not have to um, worry about work. But I do. I love this. I love work so much. I'm just having so much fun doing what I'm doing right now. Having so much fun training myself, having so much fun training other people, meeting so many people. And just growing, just, I'm really excited as I'm only two years into being a coach, being a strength coach, and I can't even imagine how good I'll be in 10 years or even five years. Like, there is just so much potential for growth. There is just so much potential for so much, so many opportunities for everything. So, here I am. It's about eleven a.m. in the morning. Today's Thursday, one of the days where I can sleep in a little because I don't have six thirty a.m. sessions. But I start training people. I start training clients at four thirty later this afternoon, and we have three sessions tonight. I do fourth. I do four forty-five, six fifteen, and seven thirty. And I'm going to wrap it up there. I really appreciate you guys listening. I hope I was able to give good background information on who I am and how I got to where I am today. If you like this episode, definitely subscribe to this episode. You can listen on iTunes, Stitcher, and I will definitely provide show notes in the website linked below. Thank you again for listening. Catch you all next time.